let's get into our message for today. So, our verse comes from 1 Timothy, and it's verses 4 through, four, sorry, 1 Timothy 4, verse 7 to 8, and it goes, Have nothing to do with godlessness and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value in all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much that we have this wonderful time to just come and fellowship together, even if it's through this screen, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you would just anoint my words today, that it would be a blessing to the people hearing it, and it will glorify you, Father God. And I pray as obviously we listen, Father God, Lord, that these people can take something from it, Father God, and they can grow closer to you, that they can be blessed by this word. And Lord, I just pray that as we're doing it, Father God, we can all become more godly through it. We can all represent you better, Father God, and we can all be closer to you through this, Father God. So Lord, I just pray, wouldn't you just cover this word, Father God, and cover all the people here listening to it today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You know, like all of us right now, we have nowhere to go. And like a lot of us, I've been spending a bunch of time on social media and browsing the net these days. I realize there isn't a day that goes past where I don't run into some sort of false information, whether it's about this whole COVID situation or if it's even about Christianity. It feels inescapable sometimes. And some of the stuff just makes me so angry. And worse still, some of it is halfway believable. See, right now, we're living in a time that is so absorbed with all these myths and wise tales, and they can get seriously distracting. I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to remember the last time that you got caught up on something that ticked you off in the news or on the internet. And that's exactly why our verse today is so relevant. It's pretty much the exact same situation that this verse was talking into. See, and the solution here is to have nothing to do with godless myths and wives' tales. It's black and white. Have nothing to do with godless myths and wives' tales. We shouldn't even be entertaining these thoughts. Rather, it says, train yourself to be godly. And that's where we get into the real meat of this verse. It's also our challenge for today, to train ourselves to be godly. So, what does that look like? Well, here in the verse, Paul draws a comparison to physical training. So let's take a little look about look at that first. Really, when can we as a society say that we've looked at, we've thought about exercise more than right now in our lockdown? It's one, it's one of the only reasons that we can even leave the home. And there are really only two kinds of people in this lockdown, right? those who are getting fitter, and those who are a little more interested in their couch. But whether we like it or not, physical training definitely has some value. First, there's the obvious. If you're exercising, you'll lose some weight and you'll gain some muscle. And if you work hard enough, you'll even get that beach bod that you've always wanted. But it goes even deeper than this. See, scientific studies have shown just exactly how good exercise can be. 
people who exercise have a better immune system, are at lower risk of certain diseases like diabetes and even dementia, and are even happier in general than people who don't. It can even be a fantastic opportunity for us to spend some time with God as we're training. But exercise isn't everything. And I'm sure a lot of us have been watching the Olympics, right? It was amazing, the level that these athletes are at. I honestly couldn't stop watching it, and I was super inspired by all of their talent and their fitness levels. But after the Olympics were finished, I was reading this article, and I learned that after their mighty win or attempt at the Olympics, some athletes weren't actually going home. They were suffering from something called the post-Olympic blues. And I'm going to dive into that a little bit and give us a little image of what it's like. So imagine, you're an athlete, right? And you're training year after year. And all your training pays off. You make it to the Olympic Games. So it's a qualifying match. You're ready and you run your 100 meters. And you win. So the next day, it's the finals. All the anticipation is on. All that time you've been training has come down to this very moment. So you start at the starting line. The gun fires and you run as hard as you can and you win the gold medal. The crowd goes wild. There are cheers, there's photos, and you get your medal. But now what? Everything you've trained for, all that physical training that led to the last 10 seconds of your life, what are you going to do with your life now? See, these are people who reach the very top of what physical training had to offer. They're the fastest, and they're the strongest, the most skilled. And it was great. But once it's done, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have any eternal value. But what Paul is saying here is that unlike physical training, training in godliness doesn't just have value for the here and now. It has eternal value as well. So what's this value that, it's bring, that it brings? Before that, let's quickly look at what godliness actually is. So godliness is when we're acting, speaking, and thinking in line with God's will because we know who he is. To put that simply, it's striving to be like Jesus every single day of our lives. So now that we know what that is, and we understand already what the value of physical training is, what is the value of training in godliness? Godliness brings us peace, inner joy, and a sense of connection with God, and develops our character. That's not to say that because you have this godliness, because you've been training in it, that you're not going to have any troubles. Troubles will still come, but when you're in constant relationship with God, you'll have a place to ground yourself in fully in those times of trouble. And we won't have to fear because we trust in what God is doing through our lives. And in the life to come, these things are realized fully in the full presence and joy of God. So, 
How do we train ourselves in godliness? That's all what we want to know, right? Well, I have three points. And these points will come as absolutely no surprise. But we need to change the way that we view them and go about doing them. We all know that physical training requires hard work. Say, if I want to do bench press, if I can do 20 kilos and I stay at that 20 kilos and never push myself to try to lift a heavy weight, there's no chance that I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to achieve the perfect physique that I'm aiming for. In the same way, if we aren't intentionally pushing in these areas, we are never going to grow and we will always stay where we're at. I really want to make this as practical as possible for you so we can get it right. We can get right into it. So get ready to get fit as your spiritual PT takes you through some exercises in training godliness. So our first exercise in training godliness is prayer. And prayer is all about partnering with God and aligning your heart with God's heart. Through prayer, we can connect to him in such an intimate way. But we can't just stay at an elementary level in prayer. If you're praying every now and then for a Ferrari, I'd hate to break it to you, but it's not happening. We can't treat God like he's a genie in a lamp. Rather, let's look at what the Bible has to say about pushing ourselves in prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Prayer is something that we have to be engaging with all the time. Now, I don't mean that you sit around and you do nothing but pray all day every day. But don't just leave prayer to before bedtime. Make it a part of your everyday life. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It could be as simple as thanking God for the good things in the day. Or seeking him in a moment of struggle, or even praying for friends, colleagues, and family when you see them. We just need to be aware of prayer. Unless prayer is part of our everyday life, it's not going to change us. We also have to understand that we should also be praying for what God wants. For example, in Matthew 5, verse 44, it says, But I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Honestly, this is the most amazing prayer in aligning our hearts to God that I've experienced in my life. I want to share a little story of this. So my old youth leader once had us do this activity. So he had us think about a person that we hated the most in the world. And we had to pray for them and just seek for God to be in their life and seek for them to come to Christ and experience him in full. And my heart changed. I couldn't hate him anymore. God worked so powerfully through my prayer to forgive him. That wasn't even the aim of what I was trying to do. But God worked through that prayer to do that because it's what he willed. And that's the amazing power of prayer. It has the ability to change us. 
and change our hearts to be more like God. So, transformational prayer isn't just about asking God what you want to, what you, about what you want. You have to be seeking after God's heart through our prayer at all times through the day. So, our next exercise in training godliness is Bible study. Now, how often do we end up reading our Bible just because we feel like we have to? Just for to have everything leak out of our heads in the very next minute. We need to ask ourselves each time we're picking up the Bible why we're doing it. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The Bible is so important. It's the literal word of God that reveals Christ to the world. And it's full of useful teachings, corrections that we can apply to our lives. And above all, it's the way that we can truly encounter God in this world and what he has to say into our lives. And look, right now, many of us are setting aside some time to go for a jog or do some push-ups. But are we setting aside an appropriate amount of time to be reading the Bible? And more important, are we actually engaging with it? There are actually a whole bunch of ways of engaging with the Word that is so, so easy to do. We don't just need to pick up our Bible, read a page, and shut the book. So I want to give you guys four sub-tips, and they're my favorite ways to engage with the Bible if you struggle. So the first one is that you can try a bit of academic study. Look, it's not going to be for everyone, but it's it's fantastic. Look, and I don't mean anything Bible college level, but just learn a little about the context and you'll understand everything that's going on around it. I'd re- so for that, I'd really recommend a good study Bible. And trust me, it's actually surprisingly interesting once you start getting into it. The second is for you more visual people out there. Try to put yourself into the narrative. Don't just read it. Imagine what it's like, the crowds, the weather, the experience of being there, what it would be like to see Jesus actually healing someone firsthand. Embrace the whole story and it will give you a deeper connection to the reality of it all. And while you're at it, you can try switching to a copy of like of the Bible, like the message or something similar to that on your Bible app. It's really easy to do and it will give you an extra hope in diving into it and really embracing it in a full way. The third, if you're struggling, is to read. Is rather than reading, listen to an audio Bible. See, the Bible was first read, the first listened to. It wasn't actually read at first. And it remains a great way to experience it. The fourth, and what we should all be doing every day, is to try to act out what we've learned during the day. Whether you read it in black and white, or receive a revelation through your reading. Whatever you get from the Bible, your Bible time, try to act it out. It'll help to commit to, to memory and help you grow closer to God. So no matter which way you want to engage, if you're getting in there and reading, 
it's going to get easier to do if you find the way, the way that helps you engage the best. So let's get into it. Our third exercise in training godliness is Christian fellowship and community. I know it must seem like a cruel joke for me to be talking about fellowship and community right now while we're in this middle of this lockdown, but it's genuinely so important. And we live in such a blessed time that we can just jump on Zoom or Messenger and speak almost face to face with those that we can't reach physically. I mean, just compare our situation to some of the biblical authors. One example of this is John. In 2 John 1 verse 12, it says, I have, I have much to write you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you to talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. They long so much to see each other face to face. And back then, even if they wanted to send a letter, it would took months to arrive. But it's so much deeper than just seeing each other face to face. It's so our joy can be complete. That joy is the shared joy in living, joy in living for Christ in fellowship. So, how are you spending your time when you communicate with each other? And what are you talking about? Are you talking about games and the latest K-drama? Or are you building fellowship around Christ? Don't get me wrong. Those things are great. And we need that. Seriously, I, I love talking about K-dramas and games, so hit me on. But what we need more is action, to actually build each other up. When was the last time that you let your friends know that you were praying for them? When did you last share a testimony about what Christ is doing in your life? Just like exercise starts off uncomfortable, these conversations do too. But you get used to it. And it will help, and it will help build not just you, but your brothers and sisters and your relationship to be more focused on Christ. While we do this, we also need to be aware that when we're serving in church, we shouldn't just do it because we have to. We need to start doing it to glorify God and see Him move in our church. So church, those are three areas that we can train ourselves in godliness. Prayer, Bible study, and fellowship. And believe it or not, now is actually the perfect time to start this training. We need to start looking at the blessing of this situation. Because like it or not, almost all of us have more free time on our hands than ever before, thanks to this lockdown. So, do you want to leave this lockdown with a spiritual beach bum? Or are you just going to keep sitting on the couch? I really want to encourage you all to take a step out of your comfort zone today. Start training yourselves in godliness. Pray for someone you don't like today. Engage with your Bible in a real way. Message a friend and ask for some prayer points. Even message someone you don't know that well from church. Let's make the most of this unprecedented opportunity that we have in this time to make a change and come closer to God in godliness. So, let's pray. And as we pray, let's just pray that 
God would help us to commit to this and God, this godly training in our lives. And that he would give us strength to not let this opportunity pass by. So let's pray. Father God, we just want to commit ourselves to this godly training today. We just want to make a change for you today, Father God. Lord, that we would stop looking at these things like they're something that we have to do. And we could start looking at these things like they're places that we could grow in. Not just growing for ourselves, Father God, but growing for you. Growing our, so our relationship with you, Father God, so that we can become better Christians that we can become better people of faith, Father God, so that we can experience your love in a more full way, Father God, so we could know you better, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray, as we're doing this today, Father God, that you would just give us the strength to not let this opportunity pass us by, Father God. But we would trust in you, we would rely on you, Father God, and we would take this opportunity as you've given it to us, Father God. We would make the most of this situation, Father God, Rather than just struggling alone, Father God, we would do this as a community. We would do this as a people of faith, Father God. So Lord, I pray as we're stepping out and doing this, Father God, that you would just give us the strength to continue, Father God, the strength to pursue this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless full life. Have a great Sunday. It was great being able to chat to you all. Stay safe. Goodbye.